Welcome to the Rick Fuller Podcast, presented by Rick Fuller, the team leader of the Rick Fuller team, which serves the San Francisco Bay Area and the greater Sacramento region. Rick is a community leader, national real estate coach, and real estate investing expert. Have you ever had a client on the fence and you didn't know what to say to move them forward? Listen in to the weekly Rick Fuller team meeting. This week is part three of Rick's series, The Right Words at the Right Time and learn Rick's authentic conversation scenarios that help your clients with the decision-making process. All right, so I'm on part three of four, the right words at the right time. I am literally going back to the basics of saying, what do you say and when do you say it? Because the worst time for you to think about what you're going to say is the moment you are saying it. That's why I'm talking to you about it on Tuesday. This is practice. It is not practice when you're on a listing appointment. It's not practice when you're on a buyer appointment. It's not practice when you're out there in the community and you meet somebody and you got a 30 seconds to make a connection and, and you miss it. That's that's not practice. That's game time. This is practice. Uh, next slide, Christina. We're going to move through these. I covered with you week one, rejection-free conversation starters, starters. Week two, I covered with you. Next slide. Easy conversation shifters, how to shift the conversation. Now, week three, I am covering with you, and this is week three of four, scenarios. You're in a situation. You're in a scenario. Uh, You've met them, and they're not engaging. They're not returning your call. You've sent them a proposal. They've not responded. You've asked them to get their loan documents or or their financials to Cindy so she can get pre-approved and they're not responding. And you're in a scenario, you're in a situation. What do you say? Now, my goal is not to give you a script. In each one of these, I just want to give you a one sentence thought that you can remember, and then you'll be able to adapt moving forward. And today I'm giving you several authentic, real, genuine conversation scenarios. When you find yourself in a situation, what do you do? All right, here's number one. Here's the the sentence I want you to remember. When would be a good time to, and this one goes really well with, when would be a good time for you and I to look at the area you might be interested in? When would be a good time to schedule the photographer on your property? When would be a good time for your home to be sold by? And I love packaging this one, situational scenarios. I love packaging this one with a with like a slight, a tactful call to action like, would four o'clock work or would five be better? Would you prefer the end of the fall or would you prefer early winter? Like, like these are just really easy ways to take somebody who's in a situation and to move them forward. When would be a good time to? All right, here's number two. I'm guessing you haven't got around to it. Now, think about this one. You're taking the excuse away. You ever reach out to somebody and say, hey, did you get to get that property that I sent you? And what are they going to say? Oh, I just haven't gotten around to it. If you bring this up in advance, you've taken that excuse away. And often it will follow up with something like, you know, what? I'm going to look at that this afternoon. I'm going to look at that this evening. I'm going to have my spouse and I look at that by tomorrow. Can you follow up with me? You bet. Here's how it looks. I'm guessing you haven't gotten around to looking at the properties I've sent over to you. Hey, I'm just guessing I haven't. you haven't gotten around to setting a date yet to go on the market. 
hey, I'm guessing you haven't got around to getting a free insurance quote to reduce the price of your insurance premium. Hey, I'm guessing you haven't got a chance to send your documents in to get pre-approved so that you're both pre-approved and ready to buy a property. This little phrase, if you can remember this little phrase, just opens up opportunity, removes this excuse out of the equation, and so often you'll be served up a you know, Rick, I'm going to be able to get around to that this afternoon. And then it's very easy for you to say, hey, Brian, can I follow up with you by the end of the week? Brian, can I reach out to you tomorrow? John, would Saturday be better or would Sunday be better? Can I call you at four or would five be, be best? Okay, so that's number two. Let's go on to number three. Uh, this is probably one of my favorites. And if you ever find yourself in a very challenging situation, I love this scenario. And, it, and you got to use some of the prep work or even the commas in your conversation to make it go well. Here's how it looks. As I see it, Cheryl, you have three options. Would you be interested in hearing them? As I see it, you have three options. Could I share those with you? And and some of that might look like this. As I see it, you have three options when it comes to making an offer. You can make a lowball offer and offend the seller. Uh, you can make an offer at the list price and get into a bidding war, or we can make a competitive offer and take the home off the market today. What would you prefer? Or it might sound like this. Um, I th as I see it, you have three options. The first option is we're going to get a, an appraisal that comes in. And if it's low, well, number one, you could reduce the price, Mr. Seller. Number two, we could ask the buyer to make up the price. Or number three, we can meet them somewhere in the middle. You have three options. Here's what I found. And I'm going to kind of date myself with this. People love options. And the world has changed in a direction of more than one option. I remember I'm 16, 17. We lived at the Taco Bell on Mahogany. Like that was the place we would go after football practice. All I could afford was the 59 cent item. Do you remember the menu? 59 cent. And look at what they do now. You have option one, you have option two, you have option three. You, you can get the bean burrito supreme. You can get with the taco, it's option one. Okay, you know where I'm going with this. All these restaurants, it's one, two, or three. Option one, two, or three. And they're driving people to make a certain decision. Great leaders are great simplifiers. If you can take the complexity and say, as I see it, you have three options in this situation. One, two, and three. What would you prefer? You've allowed, instead of the many different things running through their head, the myriad of options they think they have, you as a leader have simplified it to three. It's a powerful way to move somebody in a direction without making them feel like you're pushing them, like you're selling them. You're just giving them the option. Who best to give these options than the real estate professional? All right. How about... Did you know there's generally two kinds of people in this world? I love this one uh, because this one simplifies it even further. One who lists their home at the right price and sells. One who lists their home at the wrong price and it goes stale. Jen, which one would you prefer to be? You have There's two kinds of people in this world. There are those kind of people who get pre-approved and are ready when, an, when a property comes on the market. Are those who are not pre-approved that end up disappointed. Todd, which one would you like to be, right? So it's just this very simple, there are two kinds of people in the world, which one would you like to be? Very easy way to move somebody into a situation 
where they now can make an affirmative decision. How about this one? I bet you're a little like me, right? I bet you're a little like me. You know the difference between price and value. I bet you're a little like me and you know a great school district. I, I bet you're a little like me and you know the importance of owning a quality real estate investment. I bet you're a little like me that you don't like to overpay for your ins- insurance so you're willing to get a second quote. Like, I, I bet you're a little like me, you want to get the best rate and so you're willing to look at a second opinion. I bet you're, okay, the, I bet you're a little like me tends to soften so much of where you're going. And it's an easy way to create, when you're in a situation that you need to move the needle forward, that you can do it. I bet you're a little like me, right? All right, how about this one? Would it help if, this one goes something like this, and it's notice it's a subtle nudge. It's just for somebody who's like right there at the tipping point. They're on the fence, and you're trying to get them to make a decision of one way or the other. And all you need to do is just offer a little something more to help them decide what they're going to do. Uh, Would it help if, I sent you a link to our 1200 five-star review so you can make a decision on the agent you're selecting. Would it help if we looked at a few properties to compare it with the one you're interested in making an offer? Would it help if I introduced you to a general contractor to learn more about ADUs? Would it help if I sent you a list of Rick's pros of agents throughout the country so that you can select the right area for you? Would it help if Like it's a baby step in moving you in the right, moving your client in the right direction and just putting them at ease. Would it help if? All right, last two. Did you know that most people, if you've been with me on my, or watched the videos of us doing the buyer representation consulting, you know I use this one a lot because people want to know that they're not, abnormal. They want to know that they're normal. Did you know that most people, this one goes like this. Did you know that most people who list with me sell above the list price? Did you know that most people that we go out and find a property for eventually get the right home? Did you know that most people provide a concession to the buyer, Mr. Seller? So that's not weird or unusual. Did you know that most people after their first week are going to look to reduce the price of their home to remain competitive? It's this, did you know that there's most people? The way I learned this one was when I would have people come into my office and they'd say, you know, Uncle Larry said, I've got to go look at 100 homes before I can make the offer on the first one. And you're like, that's not what really happens. Or they'll say something like, they've said I should go look at properties and get pre-approved. That's not a great way. That's not a great strategy. Did you know that most people gives you the gives the insight of the experience that you have that makes people feel comfortable in making an offer, getting pre-approved, going out and pursuing a home ownership. Did you know that most people, I love this one, to set the standard that you don't need to look at 100 homes before making an offer on one. You don't have to wait for the fifth offer to come in before you accept one, but you have to have people understand that how most people are doing it. All right, last one. If I can, would you, if I can find a buyer for your home, would you sell? If I could find a down payment assistant program that would help, would you buy? If I can sell it in its as-is condition, would you be interested in selling? If I can show you better rental rates, would you be interested in a 1031 exchange? If I can, would you? If I can, would you? It's a very simple pivot to move someone from a situation that they're stuck to a decision. 
And what tends to happen is nearly every time you ask the if I can, would you question, what ends up happening is they say, yes, I would. Yeah, if you could find someone to buy the property as is, I'd sell. Yeah, if you could find somebody who'd pay my price, I would I would sell. Yeah, if I could have a down payment assistance program, I would buy my first home. Whatever. The if I can, would you? All right, so here are several scenarios that you can use. They're authentic, they're real, they're genuine. We'll post them in the Facebook group so you have them. They build on the starters. They, they, they build on the shifters. And now we have the conversation scenarios. And I'm going to wrap up next week with the last one. And I'm going to talk to you about conversation sealers. Like, what do you got to do to seal the deal? What do you got to do to wrap this thing up? What do you have to do to kind of just get them to say, yes, let's move forward? Or yes, I'm ready to sign. Or yes, let's go ahead and get the ball rolling. What are your conversation sealers? And you got to use the sealers that I'm going to talk to you about next week. They'll be a game changer. They're not weird. They're not awkward. They're not uncomfortable. I'm not manipulating anyone. But you are the professional. And I am the professional. And they've come to us to help them accomplish their goals. Professionals practice and professionals know what to say and when to say it. And that's what this series is all about.